You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers and behind the scenes. And this is the end of our, our very Busey Christmas. Yes, our very Busey New Year's that it has become. <laughs> yeah, we're back from our Christmas break. How was your Christmas? Pretty good. Got a lot of VHS tapes at a, a random store in Omaha. Very nice, very nice. How was New Year's? Oh, Sorry. Well, Christmas was in Missouri. New Year's was in Omaha. Very nice. Very weird Midwest uh, Christmas. Nice. How about you? Uh, stayed in Chicago. Worked on New Year's. Nothing exciting to report in. <laughs> Still <right>. here. <laughs> Did you see any Christmas movies? Uh, I watched some at home. Uh, I watched Better Watch Out, finally, on Shudder. It's good. I liked it. All right. That's my 30-second review. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what are we getting into for the last of the Very Busey Christmas? We're getting into a Jake Busey here, uh, with a very brief Jake Busey appearance, admittedly, but we wanted to do this movie, so this this is how this is how we made it work. Uh, we're watching Twister. The critics are blown away. Truly amazing. It's coming! Hey! Awesome. Electrifying. Come on! Breathtaking. Thrilling. Never seen anything like it before. It's gonna drop right on us! An eye-popping, nail-biting edge of your seat roller coaster ride. Twister. Rated PG-13. Now playing at a theater near you. That that's my twister sound. Uh yeah, there's a lot of good twister sounds in this movie. You should do a super cut of all of them. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you do all that work. Don't do that. That's a lot of work. <laughs> well, they were nominated for an Oscar for this. Was it sound, uh, or was it visual effects? It was. It was sound and visual effects. Oh, nice. Yeah, I deservedly yeah. so. Yeah, no doubt. I also read that they apparently use camel sounds uh, for the uh, tornado. Nice. Yeah, that's that's what it takes to win. Yep. Hey, thinking outside of the box. Hey, the dinosaur in Jurassic Park is a truck. So <laughs> whatever it takes. That is true. So, uh, what's your history with this? Uh, I saw this in theaters when it came out. Uh, it was it was a big deal in '96 when this movie fucking came out. This was like the movie to see that year. It was a masterpiece in a way. Uh, you know, it might not be the smartest because I'm sure they break all kinds of rules with the twister. But when it comes to like the sound and the special effects, it just was massive. It was so big. Yeah, and I really feel like also with the way they you know used the twister and advertised. The fact that this was like a tornado movie, it almost is, it's a horror movie, um, which was really appealing for like six-year-old me when this came out in theaters that, you know, it's like, I feel like with the Weather Channel and shit, tornadoes were really popular, but kind of turning it into this kind of almost genre movie is, uh, was really smart. Well, instead of using like the shark or bear or whatever for the monster, we just turned to nature. Yeah. And we did this with a lot of films, Twister. We've also talked in the past about Dante's Peak and Volcano. And uh, there was a bunch of them. <clears throat> and it was a weird time because this was like 
post Gulf War, but pre 9-11. So we didn't have a lot of natural enemies. So it seems like Hollywood just said, okay, so Mother Nature. Yeah, pretty much. But it worked. I mean, how how great? I was like, I don't know about Volcano. I haven't seen that probably since that came out. But like, how great is Dante's Peak? How great is this movie? Like, it was a fun time for these kind of B disaster movie, B list, A list disaster movies. (laughs) I know it's hard to describe because they're like, they put almost like an A budget to it. But it's like B material. Right. Yeah. It's hard to explain for like kids who weren't alive in the 90s how like these movies worked. It was like, no, this is like a Steven Spielberg production. This is a massive movie. Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton were gigantic stars at this time when they were in this movie. Uh, But it's like it's a B movie. And like, I just don't think that like it it doesn't process in these young kids minds. (laughs) No, it's hard because the 80s, it was red. It was all communist. Yeah. And then you like have this period in the 90s where you're like um aliens mother nature disaster yeah independence day this yeah (laughs) yeah and then and then obviously after 9-11 it you know it's brown people from the middle east and torture movies yes so that's that's how that works but yeah it's it's hard to explain this period if you didn't live through it but yeah my history with it i saw it in theaters i i got the tape right when it came out so i've you know put some miles on this thing what about you did you see this in theaters yeah, this was this was so much fun. This movie was like Independence Day for me, where it just blew my mind as a young, I don't know, 15 or whatever I was, uh, 14. I can't, let's do it. Okay, plus one, minus 10, 11, divided by four. Yes, I was 14. 14, nice. <laughs> nice, Math. we got there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, did you, now this is, this is probably something we could have covered at the end, but I want to talk about it now because it's got me excited. Did you ever go to like uh, Universal Studios and do the Twister ride? No, sadly, I never got. I went to Universal Picture or Universal Studios in, I want to say ninety six, but for some reason, I missed the Twister ride. I think it came later. I think it was kind of a couple years right. after the movie, so that's probably why. Yeah, I I did it a few times. Uh, because I had been out there, I think, in 2000, and I went back out there in 2008, and it was still there both those times. So I did it a couple times, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of people were really disappointed when they it left. It got replaced uh, by something. I have no idea what. Yeah, probably something digital. Because this wasn't digital. You st- you stand there on a platform, and a, and a tornado goes through you or whatever. It's like, it, it was, it's very, it was real. It wasn't like a the digital stuff that all the universal rides are now where they're like 3d and you just put glasses on you sit in a little cage and they rattle you type thing (laughs) yeah yeah this one was they're like spitting water at you and mega wind and all that that stuff was fun they had to do whatever they could to scare the shit out of you yeah and it worked it was a good thrill ride for sure uh i think i have a t-shirt for it i should have wore it today I gotta. Find, I don't know where it is though. <laughs> I think I have a T-shirt for the the Twister ride at Universal. <laughs> I just when I when I think about this because this movie was so popular, so successful, and it spawned like a couple like just shitty wannabe you know Twister movies with tornadoes, which talk about a hard thing to replicate. It's not like it's not like Jurassic Park where you could get Carnosaur and they have like you know a, a kind of crappy but lovable puppet <laughs> right yeah no like how much can you do with a tornado you have you, you know you know what i mean like yeah. dinosaurs there's 
a whole list of dinosaurs you could have, and you could have it be, you know, bloody and gory like uh, Carnosaur. You can have it be silly and stupid like uh, Theater Rex. You know, like there's yeah. there's different ways to play. A tornado you can only do one thing. A tornado comes and it wrecks a building. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet that's why there wasn't a lot of um, really bad, memorable um, ripoffs of nature films. And there were bad ones, obviously, but they spent a lot of money on. But, you know, like you said, with the dinosaurs and then aliens or robots from Terminator. Yeah, that's easy. easy. That's easy to do. Tornado, you can only do one thing. I do remember, I don't even know, this might have been before Twister came out, but there was one called Tornado with an exclamation Mm -hmm. point with Bruce Campbell that's pretty fun. Yeah. I remember catching that one on the sci-fi channel in the early 2000s and really enjoying that one. Yeah, I think there's another one called Cyclones, and that might have been a TV movie also, but it was like a TV movie where they made it appear like it was a, a direct-to-video movie. They probably just put it on, slapped it on a tape. They're like, ha-ha, we didn't have traditional commercial scenes. Yeah, or like, yeah, like one of those ones that they like buy from canadian direct-to-video and then show on tv or whatever yeah i wish i had those i i I bet i bet there's more i just don't remember ever seeing them but let's get into the box art of this so the unmistakable poster of twister is used as the cover here uh it's the black sky with the kind of black tornado coming down on a farm with an out of focus Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt running away with this like kind of brown sky that fills the middle section of the uh, of the the frame here, it's good. Uh, and your your tagline is the dark side of nature. And we've got from the producers of Jurassic Park and the director of Speed on here, and then the THX logo at the bottom, which was very important for these movies at this time to have like the THX mastering. Yeah, I would say this was one of the original THX ones that I remember. Yeah. I, I always remember Terminator 2 and Twister as being like two huge ones. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's that's it. Very minimalist. You know, the tornado is the star of the, the I guess, VHS cover, poster, everything here. Rightfully so. I think this is a great fucking cover. If I had never heard of this movie... And I just came across this cover and I, you know, you can already tell with how sleek it is with the font of Twister and the way the image looks. This is a big budget movie. You know, you're not getting a cheapy direct-to-video thing. If I had never heard of this movie, I would pick this up in an instant. Yeah, this was really well done. This is well-crafted, whoever did this, with that that doom and gloom look. Very minimal and just a lot of contrasts with the, the lettering popping out. Twister. Yeah. And then, of course, when you stick above it, the director's speed and, you know, the writer of Jurassic Park, I mean, sold. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a great cover. No wonder they stuck with the poster for the cover of this. Like, they didn't need to change anything. <laughs> no. it, when it works, it works. Yeah, there's not a lot of different marketing material for this. Because it, it didn't need yeah, it. Yeah, it didn't it need it. Sold it sold itself. This was a fucking massive thing. <laughs> Good job, WB. Flipping it over to the back here, we've got one review at the top. A Gale Force movie. The special effects are spectacular. From the New York Times. Here's your description. Oh, I can't wait till you read this. (laughs) The house rips apart piece by piece. A bellowing cow spins through the air. That was big in their marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tractors fall like rain. A 15,000 pound gasoline tanker becomes an airborne bomb. A mile wide, 300 miles per hour force of total devastation is coming at you. Twister is hitting home. And this... Adventure swirling with cliffhanging excitement and awesome special effects. Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton play scientists 
pursuing the most destructive weather front, weather front to sweep through mid-America's tornado alley in 50 years. By launching electronic sensors into the funnel, the storm chasers hope to obtain enough data to create an improved warning system. But to do so, they must intercept the twister's deadly path. The chase is on. Uh, and of course, the description is in a funnel tornado-like yeah. uh, setup here. I really course. like that. It was very clever. <clears throat> uh, perfect time to do it for a film like this. Good job. Yeah. And basically the framing around the description is destruction in the air. You have the truck in the air. You have like a farmhouse in the air. You've got a tire. You've got the cow, which was in all their advertising. Um, and then you've got the two of them again running from the twister. Yeah. The flying debris. Oh, I love this so much. So let's pop this in, and it's the WB, so you know we're getting trailers. Let's do it. Now playing at a motion picture theater near you. Number one, Space Jam. coming, But it was a coming to theater, so this was like a introduction. Yes, this is getting us hyped for Space yes. Jam. And damn, did it work. I yeah. remember seeing this trailer in theaters and being like, have to see that. Have to see it. Yeah, it's, I mean, Bill, There's this was during Bill Murray's kind of like downslope. Yeah. But he, he always, he does such a good job of like nonchalantly like going through movies. I mean, he does that in his entire career where he's almost right. not trying. Even if he's in a bad movie, he doesn't care. He's just having a good time. But when he's yeah, having a good time regardless of where he's at. I mean, when he was sitting there, it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And they're like, uh, yeah, we're on defense. He's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. I don't do defense. I, just, I, yeah. I cracked up at yeah. that. I'm like, I don't even like basketball. I just really like that joke. Yeah, no, he's funny. Um, yeah, this, this trailer, I mean, talk about getting you hyped. I wasn't in the sports at this time, uh, but I knew who Michael Jordan was. I was from Chicago. I had seen a lot of the games, you know, like I had been to some of the games. Um, so I, I was aware, well, well aware of this world, even though I wasn't a big sports fan. So this movie was mega hype. Uh, yeah. I, how do you feel about the movie now? I mean, maybe someday we'll do it, but just like a brief thing. Like, what is your thoughts? I know a lot of people don't like it now. It's... You know, I haven't gotten into the ironic funny of the of this one. It was just, I did, I liked Bugs Bunny and Daffy Dog, the whole world, for a long time. I don't know, something about the 90s, it just lost it for me. I don't know if it's because they were trying to, like, shove them into popular culture, but I just, it never got into it. Uh, I still love this movie. <laughs> yeah. I still love Space Jam. I think it's great. I actually might appreciate it more now for how hard it is to blend real life and animation. It looks incredible, too. I mean, look yeah. at that trailer. It's seamless. No, I mean, yeah, the animation is great, and he does kind of, in the scenes I saw that, he looks like he's actually interacting with the cartoons, which I was like, well, that's cool. Uh, I, I don't remember much about it. So. Uh, yeah, no, we'll have to do it maybe someday. Then we'll refresh All right. you. All right. Uh, next, we had the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory 25th anniversary uh, coming to VHS, which the clamshell yep. they were showing off. Yeah, uh, so, which is funny because I think Twister was like one of the first ever DVDs. I think so too. I yeah. think you're right. I think this was ushered in the era of the mm -hmm. DVD. It was like this and Lethal Weapon Four. I think were like oh, the two. Really? I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that's funny. Like the Eleven Boys, the first. But this one, this is your first DVD mm -hmm. in a way. Like this is just like where they can show off the sound on it, right? Yeah. THX sound. Get get a DVD system to get the most out of your movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and Willy Wonka, speaking of this, just really quickly, it still, to this day, always freaks me out that those four old people were, like, sleeping in the same, like, bed, looking at each other, like, the or the, the four beds, like, looking at each other. It still creeps me out. Oh, there's some weird, freaky sex stuff happening in that bed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of eye contact, probably. Yuck. Uh, then, <laughs> then we moved on to the Twister soundtrack. Yes. Uh, okay, so when I, I was watching this promo, I realized they're like, first they cut in with the music and everything like that, but then they're like, and it includes these other bands. And instead of reading them out, they just show the words of the band. You know, of yeah. the time. I'm like, you couldn't even get a voiceover to read them out? Nope, because <laughs> they probably didn't even know who they were going to have for the soundtrack yet at that time. And they were like, just put it in when we figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but it, this- was, it was a big soundtrack. It was a well-sold uh, soundtrack. Uh, this is, uh, remind me because I just, I haven't watched the tape in a minute, but it's Van Halen, right? They're showing in the, the, the I, music video that's yeah. in the background. Van Halen did the main song, but the band that I remember them showing off was the Goo Goo Dolls. Gotcha. But I don't know if they were the, I just remember they actually said the Goo Goo Dolls, like lead singer's name. I forget his name, but, Got it. Um, so, I mean, that was, this was a big band. In oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> they were the young, hip kids. That's right. Yeah, no, this uh, this was a great soundtrack, and it made me want to go back and buy and listen to that soundtrack, yeah. like with all these bands, because these were the bands that I was probably listening to in 95, 96. <laughs> yeah. And then we go on to, uh, oh, the WB introduction, the opening. I love these WB openings. They did from about, I would say about like, 88 to about probably until space jam came out uh and then after that it kind of fell a little bit you didn't have them they were getting dated but i loved them like the tasmanian devil like first it pops up on there a tornado and then you know the the dictionary description of it and then it shows tasmanian devil just like going through trees going through boats going through mountains and then it gets to the end and bugs goes Ugh! yeah that's it. And then it just goes right into the movie. Yeah. No, it's it's fucking great. I re- this was in theaters. Like this is part of the movie. I remember seeing this like in the theater too. Like and I was waiting way to get you hyped too, you know? Yeah. Like talk about perfect hype. <laughs> After that, I was so ready for this movie to start. <laughs> there is like I was like I've seen Space Jam and uh, Willy Wonka. Now the promo kind of got me more pumped, but but then the like the the icing on the cake, the cherry, if you will. It's like when the cartoon goes, the WB cartoon, I'm like, let's do this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, it got me super hyped to get into this movie. Let's feature presentation time. Let's do it. And now, our feature presentation. Woo, what, what an opening scene. Yeah, this opening scene is still the thing that I remembered the most from this movie because I probably hadn't seen this in 10 years or whatever since I've seen it last or whatever. I'll never forget that opening scene. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. But <laughs> I did notice. So the guy, he's holding on. First of all, what my first note of this entire movie is skinny man, big wife. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a stereotype that's actually true, folks. It's, it's that kind of like Midwestern farm stereotype, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then so he, he grabs the door. And of course, basically Toto comes in at the very end uh, with Helen Hunt's character, which we didn't know yet. But uh, the door rips off, the phew, he flies away, and everything like that. And then I realize the old, or the the mom and the daughter and the dog, 
none of them fly off. So actually, did he just die for no reason? No. He was holding the door so the tornado didn't get him. But, but when I the think door he was took. Off, I think he took the worst of it. I think he kept it down. I think he needed to do that. He took the worst of it, and then when he got sucked up, that was it. It was the end. So mm. I'm gonna give this movie that. <laughs> you can argue it, but I'm gonna give it to it. <laughs> it's a nitpick. I, I I mean, maybe you could get away with like, oh, the reason he flew off like that is because he was holding the door, and then the air pushed it. And I was like, yeah, but but I, okay, but. There's a lot of um, Wizard of Oz, or not Wizard of Oz. Yeah. No, Wizard of Wizard Oz. Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, uh, Toto. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that dog, straight up just Toto. They're like, give me a dog that looks like Toto. Well, it's they call him Toto. Oh, shit. His really? name is Toto in the movie. <laughs> oh, man, I totally did not catch that. That's funny. Yeah, the dog's name is Toto. Like, it is in your face, the Wizard was, of Oz. The dog was very calm. There's, like, chaos outside that door, and he's just like, rah. Well, it's because it's CG chaos, and the yeah. dog doesn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I figured why. They're probably just like, come on, freak out. And this dog's just like, nah, man, I'm a professional. I'll, I'll bark if you want me to bark, but I'm not going to freak out. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the, the CG, though, is very good. Very good in this oh, opening no, scene. It's, it, it's awesome. Holds up. But you know what's better than the CG? And this is just me. This is my opinion. Uh, our ensemble of 90s actors... Yes, which does include Jake Busey with a non-speaking part. But yes, oh no, he does speak. He does have a line. Yeah. Checking for you now, sir. Doctor Miller, look at southeast gusts at 40 miles per hour, approaching 150 in the funnel. Storm motion is 225 degrees straight out the southwest. Oh, okay. He just says basically like eh, there's tornadoes or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't even catch that. But yeah, like he's barely in it. But you've got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Bill Paxton, Jamie Gertz. Uh, Helen Hunt, um, who else is in that cast? Uh, let me see if I can name them without looking. Uh, Sean Whalen is in there, right? Uh, I think so. He I, might be. I mean, the cast I wrote down is Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, which those two are fucking great together. Yeah. Um, Jamie Gertz, Carrie Ellis, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Alan Ruck, yep. uh, Jeremy Davies, and uh, Louis Smith. Lois Smith, yeah, yeah. Uh, she comes back oh, later. Oh, Lois Smith, that's right. No, uh, Lois Smith. You know, she was, man, she was a tiny actor in the 90s for a really long time. Well, I think it's because she was super famous in, like, the, the black and white era, and then they started putting her in more 90s movies as, like, ants and side characters and, you know, old lady characters. But yeah, and it was great she, to see her make a comeback. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she's been in so many movies. Yes, she's a legend. <laughs> no, and I looked her up when I saw her... You know, Wow, she was uh, she's a stunning. Yeah, she, she was a, she was a looker back in the day. Wow, I did not expect that because to me, I'm like, oh, you're the lovable grandma. And then I saw her young pictures, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> did not expect that. Uh, it, that always rocks my world when you look up like an an older male actor, or female actor, and they're like really good looking. Yeah, and you're like oh shit. <laughs> it's like I always forget how good looking like Clint Eastwood is. Like if oh, we're talking yeah, about yeah. dudes, like because you know I'm so used to seeing him old now. Like every movie that I've you know well, seen I mean, throughout my life, right now living, he, you could easily compare him to uh, you know beef jerky. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say a piece of leather. Yeah. Um, but like you see him in the fifties, you're like, damn, <laughs> yeah, stud. Yeah, him and his son, they they do have one thing in common. They're both good-looking guys. Now, yeah. there's a difference in acting quality. <laughs> right, correct, <laughs> correct. 
Uh, maybe he'll get better with age. Maybe his son will get better. I think I think it depends on the movie. I, I've seen a couple movies with Scotty so where he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen some other ones where he's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Or completely forgettable. Right. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Ells. <laughs> I, this is my note on here. Carrie Ells does such a great job of playing a slime ball. Yes. He's a great dick. In movies, which yeah. is funny because he's like the princess bride, you know, like he's, yeah, I know. he's, he's such a likable guy. And then all of a sudden you, when you cast him as like a dick, you're like, damn, he's so good at that. <laughs> yeah. He goes from, cause I always remember him, Mike two, Yeah. Obviously princess bride and Robin hood men in tights, right? Like two really lovable characters. And then my, the second half of him is more twister. Uh, the really lame guy in liar, liar. Yeah. Lame dad. Yeah. And then... Um, Essentially a villain, though. Yeah. That's how they play him in that movie. And then the guy who chops off his, his foot. Yeah. In Saw. Saw. Yep. The, yeah. That's like that's my Carrie Ells. Like, <laughs> I know he's done more things, and but that's it. So. He's, he's one of those actors that I still get excited when he pops up and stuff. And I don't mean now. I mean like whenever I go back and watch mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Or now, either. But like, I get excited when he shows up. Because I know he's going to give a good performance. He always does give a quality performance. Uh, it, it's just, I don't know. There's something about his face when he got older. I'm like, I just, maybe it's because he was such a good actor. I'm like, man, you just seem like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's the nicest guy. He probably, I don't know. Carrie, right <laughs> I in. hope he is. Right in. Tell yeah. us. <laughs> uh, I, while we're talking about the cast, I want to I wanna talk about Helen Hunt for a second. Um, back in the 90s, I had just the biggest crush on helen hunt for some reason i don't know why so this movie reinforced that and uh you know and i'm not i'm not saying i don't know why because she's not good looking it's just kind of weird for like a a preteen boy to be like super into helen hunt i feel like well maybe you just watched a lot of mad Mad i did i did so i watched like that whole show so I, i had a huge crush on her and then watching this now i i kind of get it more now i was like yeah yeah she's yeah. She's stunning. Like, of yeah, course she's... I did. But like, it was funny thinking back then. It's like, what is an eight-year-old? She, she reminds me. <laughs> she reminds me of Laura Dunn, like uh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Sorry. Um, how they're both. I don't know. They're both really pretty and and really good shape and all that stuff. And they could do whatever role they want, but they're never like classified as the stunners. Right. Right. Yeah. So no. I, I, they've snuck away from that. Which is, I don't know, I, I just find that really funny and kind of like a good par- comparison. But this is the movie that like launched her, Helen Hunt, yeah, she into was, movie stardom. Yeah, because then like As Good As It Gets came after this with the Oscar nomination and stuff yeah. like that. So Well, it's because she's, I mean, she's really good in this. She's really, really good in that. Um, she's good. She, yeah, always, she's just she good. always delivers. Like, I don't know why she's still not in more stuff because she always delivers, so... I don't know. Maybe she uh, pissed someone off. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, she seems like she would be one to like not keep her mouth shut if there was shit going down. Yeah, which is which is good. You shouldn't keep your mouth shut. But um, yeah, just like some of the, some people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Some actor and actresses just like even though they're really good, they just can't get the mega roles. Especially, you know, what? I find that sometimes when they hit their Oscar, like think. Um, Oh, I can't remember. She got the Oscar for Monster. Uh, Holly Berry. Yeah. It's almost like when she got her Oscar, it was like, okay, time to go down. Yeah, Catwoman. Yeah. It's like Cuba Gooding Jr. Same thing. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's... the curse of the Oscar. (laughs) 
She's like, why then? Well, I mean, Cuba Gurdon Jr., uh, the, the dog movies, the snow dog movies, Oscar winning performance right there. I've never seen them. Don't make me watch them. <laughs> Send that in. I, 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 I saw that with kids one time. I was like, woof. Literally. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's get into basically what this is, is just Bill Paxton and his uh, fiance are going to Helen Hunt's character, which uh, is Harding. Um, and they're like, hey, sign the divorce papers. They're like, hey, man, you're back. Yeah. Let's go chase tornadoes. This this whole movie, it, I think what's so smart and fun about this movie and makes the movie breezy, if you will, pun intended, uh-huh. uh, is that um, it all happens very quickly. Like, we, mm-hmm. he is showing up there to get the divorce papers. They're like, hey, come join us. And he basically does. And then we follow them, follow the tornadoes. You yeah. know, like, that's well, it. I love it in movies when a character's like, no, no, I'm not doing this. All while their, like, body is just, like, taking them in that direction. Or the or the story is, anyway. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to do this as he gets in the truck and starts chasing the tornado. No, no, I'm not back. And yeah. then I love how every character was like, hey, man, welcome back. Uh Paxton sells this so well, though. He's so good at playing that part. Like, oh, I'm not going to get roped back into this. Gets roped back yeah. into it. He's so good at that. Well, <laughs> like, and he gets better as the film goes on. And I, I kind of figured it out about 45 minutes. And I go, you know what? At the beginning, they were trying to make him play the straight man. But the problem is, is like Bill Paxton shines through too much. He's yeah. He's too silly. He's, he's too, too wild. He's <laughs> too Bill. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then finally, like there is right when the first tornado hits, and Helen Hunt and him have to hide underneath the uh, the bridge, which is a badass scene. After that, it just now I'm Bill Paxton. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Fuck this, like you know, just lame straight man. <laughs> I I love much like Tom Hanks. I love when Bill Paxton yells. Yeah, it makes yeah. me so happy. <laughs> like <laughs> when he's like screaming at like a, t- a tornado coming like through, like when they're hiding mm-hmm. under the 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 overpass or whatever. Um, yeah, I love hearing him scream. It's so fun. He has so much fun with like doing that. <laughs> I I love Bill Paxton in like shitty situations. Yes, always love it. Yes, because you've got Terminator when he gets stabbed. Yeah, or killed or whatever. You've got him and aliens like game over, man. Yeah, and, you know Predator yeah. Two on the subway. Like, just put him in a shitty situation. I just want to see his mouth like open wide and like. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. Oh, you you were sorely missed, Bill. Yes. You're so good. He's so good at that. Um, I will. Okay, so we balanced out with the the really good performances. Now we got to go to the performance where I cannot forget this performance in this movie. And it, even though Helen Hunt's is probably the best performance in this, Philip Seymour Hoffman is so fun. <laughs> is extreme yes. the entire time. The extreme. Oh, man, it's the extreme. Oh man, don't start that shit. <laughs> oh manly handshake and Zeus. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, doing great. Oh, man. Dusty, I'd like you to meet Melissa. Melissa, this is Dusty. Dust man's been chasing with us ever since we started. And there was part of me, I go, oh, man, is this going to get annoying? Does it? No. For... But, but, but... It is annoying. But it's great. But it's great. Like, it's a very weird... (sighs) When I I think of Philip Seymour Hoffman... 
I almost have this performance completely separated. It's like there's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and then there's Dusty and Twister. (laughs) You know, like, it's so different. It's kind of similar to his part in Boogie Nights, but that still feels more Philip Seymour Hoffman. This is so out of control. (laughs) I mean, this is him just like, so I can do whatever I want? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And, and he is like, bigger yeah, than right. life. He is bigger than life in this performance. Also will be sorely missed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. And then, uh, well, he and also along came Polly. Do you remember that? With, yeah. Um, he's, at, he's having fun in that he, movie. Yeah. He's having, he's just nothing but, nothing but that. And then like the ball just dong. Yeah. And how he's just gross in that film. And yeah. he kind of feels like he's pulling his gross in this out too. Because like Dusty looks like he, he needs to take more showers. Yeah. I mean, like, the outfit, the hat, it's all wonderful. Yeah. Like, great costume design on him in this movie. He also looks like a character that doesn't understand, like, personal space. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He plays that so well. Yeah, he does. It's it's not even... Like, I... He lost himself in this role like i forget it's philip Seymour right Hoffman. it's completely separate yeah. from like the rest of his filmography for me uh and the rest of the characters were fine but no one got to shine through like him probably because they're all watching him being like oh fuck we're not gonna get any screen time <laughs> right. uh and like basically like just to kind of shoehorn the Busey aspect into it so we've got the team. It's two teams versus each other. It's yeah. Gary Elowes' team and uh, Helen Hunt's team. And Helen Hunt's kind of number two is Philip Seymour Hoffman. And Gary Elowes' number two is kind of Jake Busey. He doesn't really have much to do in the movie, but he's sort of the number two on the bad guy team. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's basically the well-funded corporate team versus like the university team like they're barely surviving on grants they've got old cars and yeah the vans, scrappy team the, scrappy the one you team. root for <laughs> yeah it, it's rocky versus you know dolph Lundgren. you know yeah. like it's <sighs> ivan drago yeah and even though they're not that menacing <laughs> no it's like because, it's led by carrie ellis because he's more slimy yeah it, it, the one thing that cracked me up is like so they're supposed to be well-funded, all this fantastic equipment, and then they're all like in Chrysler minivans that are all blacked out. And I was like, wait, is that all they could get? Like, why didn't they? I thought it would be a bunch of like SUVs. Uh, Chrysler minivans, top of the line in 96. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know that for a fact. I'm uh, just being an asshole. And, and I think, <laughs> yeah, the red, the red Dodge Ram. I think that's what bill paxton's character the extreme yes it's on the back yes it's on the back i think that was they also had did they have a commercial commercial yep oh they absolutely did to get the hype machine going before twister came out (laughs) yeah it worked uh well uh so and then when um aunt meg comes into this uh, so all these have converged and we do oh i i do have to point out jamie gertz performance um, it is the only time where it made me, um, uh, shriek. <laughs> I was like, Cause when she first comes on with that Southern accent and I'm like, mm, no, the, I think this is still a testament to the filmmakers because I think they just want you to hate Jamie Gertz for some reason so much in this movie because she's not Helen Hunt. So they yeah. want you to like hate her. And I'm like, I, I don't need to hate her. I could just like not like her, but they are hammering home that we have to hate her. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can't pinpoint the exact reason, but it's just like, she seems f- super fake. Yeah. Um, the, the, what got me was, okay. So the whole sex 
whatever doctor she was where and one of the weird lines is like she's like he's not you're not just a penis well you have a penis and you are you know like and i was just like what what are we doing here we, <laughs> I, I just didn't understand like i agree with you i don't need to hate this woman but she does get one really good line where she goes right after helen hunt in like the diner she's like you're still in love with him aren't you and I was like, damn, like just direct. Yeah, just like calling her calling her out on it. <laughs> and, and you could like in Helen Hunt, the way she plays it off where she's like, she looks at her for one split second and then looks away where she's like pretending like she didn't hear it. But they both know. Right. And then she's like, okay, we'll see you later. And then like leaves with the coffees. I, oh, wow. That, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a, it's a good scene. Yeah, it was savage. That's actually what I wrote. You're still in love with him, aren't you? Savage. <laughs> uh, so for, uh, I also enjoyed the weather report line that Carrie Ells gives uh, Bill Paxton. Which one is that one? Well, it, well, he's sitting there in front of the the TV crew, and they're like sort of talking trash to each other. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, "Hey, Bill, I enjoy those weather reports." And then, and then I think Bill punches him. Nice. <laughs> get to a fight. <laughs> That's like the the most dad trash talk i've ever right. heard yeah it's like oh you gone soft haven't you and then phil paxton's the extreme he's got to fight him yeah, <laughs> yeah basically the the reason that carrie ellis's team is the villain is they're both trying to do the same thing they're chasing the tornado and it's the big one that's coming through at this time uh and they want to get the uh weather ball readers up in the middle of the tornado. Yeah. And of course, Carrie Elvis's team has like a cheap knockoff version of it. Well, not cheap, the expensive cheap knockoff version of it. And, yeah. and they have, and the, our hero team of course has it called Dorothy and they want to get Dorothy up in the tornado. You know what? I, was this film trying to make us hate Carrie L's team? Because I never did. I think they're the bad guys, but they're not, like, okay, I feel like we're supposed to hate Jamie Gertz, and then we're supposed to think, like you mentioned, that Cariello's team is slimy. They're greasy. Yeah. They're the rich, greasy... Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to hate them. We're just supposed to be grossed out by them. They're just right, oily. Yeah. <laughs> they did a good job with that. I, I was. I was like, I, I never felt comfortable, I mean, with them, because they just... <sighs> skeezy. Yeah, they just... Yeah, they looked like skeezy businessmen. Except his driver. I felt bad for him. His driver seemed like a nice guy. He's like, uh, hey, they're going that way. Do you want to follow? And he's just like, are you sure you want to go? Hey, man, he, he just seemed like he was doing a job. He's just checking in. <laughs> he's like, I'm the driver here. You know, I, I got, you know, I imagine he probably had like three kids at home. And, yeah. And now he's dead. Weather Channel just hired him, you know, like drive this team around. Try to try to get their balls in the air. Whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he does get their balls in the air. It's uh, but uh it's the fleshy kind. Yes, he gets thrown away. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the uh, hubcap to the head. Mm, yes. Uh, who got hit in the head with the hubcap? Or was it, did it fly past them? I'm not remembering. In one of the scenes, like a hub... <sighs> I remember the hubcap flying. Yeah. I don't know if it hits anybody. I don't or know if it... if it hits him or goes right by him and scares him. I mean, because it was you know supposed to be like 90 miles an hour yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so when um, the dinner scene, I think, is one of the scenes where I realize this movie, I go, oh, wait a minute. This isn't, this isn't just like a monster film. This is like a really 
they're doing a character study on like a relationship and it kind of gets into deep things with the divorce and you realizing they're still in love, but neither of them really listened to what each one of them wanted. Yeah, it's it really hammering home like the family yeah. aspect of it because you or have the, the extended family, like the 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 '90s, like okay, now if you chosen young, family, the chosen family. There we go, dude. He's gonna rue the day. He's gonna rue the day. He came up against the extreme, baby. There. Amen, Bill. I'm talking imminent ruage. <laughs> imminent ruage. Uh, I was just wondering why, why do you call Billy the extreme? Because Billy is the extreme. <laughs> Bill's the most out of control son of a bitch in the game. Oh, no, I think I came in second. I've seen the extreme in high gear. You guys got to get some new stories. No, I'm, I'm going to go clean up. So, uh, we get this one near Dalton, right? Oh, God. <laughs> We're way too close, and Joe's got the vid on it. She's filming it, right? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this shitty-looking green valiant comes pulling up right in the way. She starts, she starts yelling, and this, this loser stumbles out of the car. He's got, like, a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand. He's naked. Whoa. He is butt naked. Naked. Not naked. <laughs> I was not naked. <laughs> He's without apparel. <laughs> Half naked. Naked. So, so Joe's yelling at him to get out of the way, right? <laughs> so uh, he just, he strolls up to the twister and he says, have a drink. And he chucks the bottle into the twister and it never hits the ground. Twister caught it and sucked it right up. Uh, honey, this <laughs> is a tissue of lies. See, there was another bill, uh, an evil bill. And I killed him. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. See, now you've lost me again. It's the Fujita scale. It measures the intensity of a tornado by how much it eats. Eats? Destroys. Little uh, encounter we had back there is a strong F2, F3, maybe. Bet we see some F4s today. That'd be sweet. Four is good. Four will relocate your house fairly efficiently. <laughs> is there an F5? What would that be like? The finger of God. Like, that's what this is. It's hammering home, you know, when they're... They love, they love Bill so much. And they want him to be part because he's the last piece of the family, to, yeah. Like to bring them all together, it's like Helen Hunt and and uh, Bill Paxton are mom and dad for the rest of the crew. Yeah, and you you could really tell too when he's telling the story and how he did something extreme. Oh, like he was naked one night and he threw like a bottle of Jack Daniels or something like that at the tornado. I don't remember what it was. Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then Helen Hunt's upstairs cleaning up. And you're just like, oh man, it, it doesn't feel right that mom and dad separated. Right. That's how that's how that whole scene kind of plays out. Yeah, and that in that point in the movie, because I had forgotten, I was just like, oh, Jamie Gertz, you got no chance. Yeah. It's over. And you, of course you have like Lois Smith in that scene because they go to her house to have the dinner mm-hmm. and everything. Is of course being like the older person being like, you two should get back together. You belong together. You know, <laughs> basically. Not yeah. saying that explicitly, but. <laughs> she's, a, she's also very funny. 
Oh, she's great in this movie. When she's like, oh, he's like, where'd you get all this beef? And he's just like, you see my cows out front? And he, no, I didn't see any cows. Ah, uh, ah. <laughs> I just like her face, her uh, expressions, like her ability to show off her physical comedy with just her facial expressions. Because I remember she did that. She's done that in a few other movies where she's kind of like the funny grandma. Yeah. Because she's, she's whip smart. She's so fast. Yeah. yeah, that's why that's why she's played so many of these parts around this time. Yeah, I, I really feel like I should uh, watch, try to look out for some of her older movies. Because I, I feel like that's someone who never got the big role. But has been in everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, she needed a media role somewhere in yeah. her past. Then again, maybe we could look back and be like, "Oh fuck, she was nominated." <laughs> <laughs> she might she, she might have been. Wait, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know offhand. Yeah. I just remember her from these type of movies for the longest. Well, yeah, time. when we were kids, right? Yeah, she was so. in everything for like ten years, playing this part. Uh, another thing. Oh, here's my next note because I put it down. Uh, basically, after they get underneath, uh, they chase down the tornado where. Um, Helen Hunt says, like, what do you lost your nerve? And then he, you know, then he gets his manly, like, he's just like, oh, I'm going to pedal to the metal, baby. And then they, they like grab each other underneath that bridge, too. It was a really good moment and a very intense scene. And then I wrote down, wow, special effects really hold up. Oh, yeah. There's, there's also this, this just reminded me, there's also like a hundred tornadoes in this movie. It does not like skimp out. They know no. you came here for the twisters. You're going to get it. I think there's five. I think I counted five twisters in this movie <laughs> there's a lot um yeah you would they do not hold back they're like no. twister after twister after twister yeah there's the character moments like the dinner scene or like when they're you know following each other the two teams and everything like that chasing down the tornado but you get your set pieces you get some fucking oh, no. twisters and twister <laughs> and they destroy some set pieces this is i mean i i was when this was all happening there's like um now, later I learned more, so it made sense. But I, I was worried. I was like, man, this seems really dangerous. <laughs> Whatever they're doing to these actors, blowing them around. Yeah, because yeah, you could see the wood pieces and the shrapnel and everything. You could see them hitting the actors. Yeah. And the actors are reacting from it. This, this isn't CG. This is, like, this is fucking practical shit hitting them. Yeah, they're throwing things in the air in front of their wind machines or whatever they had for this. <laughs> yes. So, but maybe that's why, that's why I liked, it seemed like such a good combination of practical and CG. Yeah. The actors have something to really react to. Yeah. As opposed to like CG movies today where it's just over CG, everything CG. Yeah. It's just them standing in front of a green screen with some wind. No, they're on set. They're on a farm yeah. where they have giant wind machines and debris flying at them and things like that. It's great. Yeah. Well, they actually did drop a truck. Like oh, you could tell when that truck yeah. comes down that that is a real truck landing. HBO did a first look on this, and I, I, f I found it on YouTube. Uh, it took a little bit of searching. You can find it, too. I mean, I'll post it um, on the Geekscape page. But <laughs> they just show picking up a crane, and then it shows Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt just standing there, I don't know, like 25 feet away. <laughs> and they're about to drop a truck, and I'm like, shouldn't they get some stunt people out there? <laughs> Nah, not Yan Dubont. He does it for real. <laughs> oh, we'll get into his crazy antics. Oh. Did you read about any of that? 
No, but I've just I've I realized while I was watching this movie, I have seen all of his films, so I can talk Yann Dubont all day long if we want to. <laughs> have you seen the greatest one, Speed Two? I've seen Speed Two. I don't need to ever see it again. You're I'm going sure to. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will. No, uh while we're talking about him, uh his worst movie by far, by and large, is Tomb Raider Two. That movie is fucking unwatchable. I'll watch Speed Two. I never want to see Cradle of Life ever again. <laughs> I've erased it from my mind. Uh, I, I liked the first Tomb Raider a little bit. Oh, I, I really yeah. like the first Tomb Raider. I think it's a super fun movie. But from what I remember, it yeah. it holds up. It's actually yeah. better now. It's you know it's just, it's prototypical action stuff, but it, it's pretty good. The second one, which I actually just saw for the first time pretty recently, like within the last six months. Uh, because I had like that DVD that had both of them on there. I just never watched the second one. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to finally watch the second one. And I was like, Yan, you turned your back on me. <laughs> I've been defending you for so long because I love Speed and Twister. And I got a soft spot for The Haunting. But Oh, uh, you uh, see? I do. Oh, I have man. a soft spot for that one. I kind of like it. Um, but uh, there's no defending that fucking Tomb Raider. I'm like, no wonder you haven't worked since. Because that movie sucks. I, I would love to hear your defense of The Haunting. Because I, I, that is one I, I deeply am saddened to watch. <laughs> like it, I watch it and I'm like, oh, this is how CG shouldn't be used. Yeah, I mean, the CG is bad. The movie's kind of slow. But there's a lot of stuff in it that I like. So I've got the VHS if you ever want to take it apart. Okay. I got I got some good things to say about it. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> uh, so uh, another note I have is they drove through a fucking house. Yep, they did it for real. Yeah, nice. Yeah, at least a couple. A couple of them, I'm sure, were added shrapnel and everything like that. But uh, on the <laughs> on one of the making spots, they show the truck. Now that was a stunt driver. I would hope so. But they just drove it right through like a wall. That, you know, had no studs or anything. Right, we, it was a Hollywood this, yeah. wall, yeah. Yeah, we saw the same thing in Surviving the Game, except this one looked a lot safer. <laughs> <laughs> More money. Spielberg money. Or uh, not Surviving the Game, I'm sorry. Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, yeah. Yeah, we, we had Spielberg money this time, so. Yeah, Amblin money. Which, again, this is another Amblin film that we're doing. I yeah. feel like we do quite a bit of those. It's like Amblin and New Line. Yeah, and, and oh no, Amblin, I would say Amblin... New Line, Warner Brothers, Universal kind of combination, and of course, number one, yeah, is New Line, yeah, yeah. But I just we're not doing this on purpose. No, it's just, I mean, we're giving the listeners what they want. They want to hear Amblin movies. They want to hear these New Line movies. They want to. It's we're giving you your childhood, <laughs> and by that you mean uh, by the what the listeners want. You mean us? Yes, we're giving <laughs> you our childhood. <laughs> You're welcome. It was a pretty good one. <laughs> I had a fucking blast. No worries. All the movies I could handle. That's right. Video stores, VHS. Give it to me. Truly spoiled. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So we get into the end, and that's when it turns into a horror movie for me. Like you said before, which I was nodding and never agreed with you. <laughs> I don't think. But uh, when they get into the shed, and the wind's going, and all the knives and like tools in the shed are flying at them and i was like what the, the fuck is this army of darkness <laughs> yeah they they really i did it felt like they watched horror movies before they made this i mean that's probably michael Crichton's influence too being yeah. writer of jurassic park and everything but still it feels like a like a horror movie it really yeah. does well michael Crichton, i've read a lot of his books and whatever 
the humans are trying to possess or create or accomplish will end up attacking them. Mm-hmm. It, he always does that. Stop trying to play God. He, he was, you know, you had Jurassic Park, we uh, <laughs> clone dinosaurs, so they eat us. Yeah. Uh, Twister, we're trying to figure out nature, so it, you know, tries to swallow back. us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had Congo, where we're trying to basically steal from the earth, so then the white ape tries to kill us. You gotta, you, someday you've gotta explain Congo to me, because I'm not sure I have fully taken away what I'm supposed to from Congo. Um, I don't know if any human can do that. <laughs> uh, that might, you might have to uh, go, go uh, get in our little phone booth time machine and ask Stephen Hawking's. Maybe he could like break yeah, it down. Some, somebody's gotta explain Congo to me someday. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, uh, you know what I realized? Briefly getting into Congo, and then we got to get off that because that's a fucking nightmare. Um, that's, that's an hour and a half conversation, I'm sure. Yeah, I forgot how fake that monkey was. Yeah, or the ape. Yeah. Oh my god! It's it it's is so bad. It's like 1976 King Kong level, like you know, like dude in a suit. It looked like. Maybe I should give them uh, the animatronic people of the eyelids and everything a little bit more credit, but it looks like. Have you ever seen this older movie? It was about um, childhood uh, uh, Bigfoot, and these kids find them, and they're trying to get Bigfoot back to their mother. Was, it was a direct-to-video one. sounds super familiar. Yeah, I can't remember what I was... Anyway, in that one, it was clearly like a dwarf mm. in a costume having like just a shitty day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's almost what Congo, which was a $100 million film, right. looked like. Yes. That's just pathetic. And it's like around the same time as this movie, and you look at the CG apes in that movie too, and they are bad news. Yeah. Bad news. <laughs> yeah. We also have the making of that too. And the promo tape. We'll have to we'll have to talk about Congo like extensively one of these days. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I feel like that one's just gonna that one's going to be a lot like Predator Two, where we're just trying to figure it out. Yes. But I think Predator Two is like a much better film. Yes, much better. And yeah. I don't even really like Predator 2 all that much, <laughs> but it is a much better film than Congo. <laughs> uh, coming back to this, uh, I, I thought the end was a little much. Where the, How the hell are you going to hold on to pipes from the ground and survive the tornado trying to suck you up? I, I feel like this is also the the beginning. Like I bought a lot of the rest of this, you know, like where Bill Paxton could like, I don't know, telepathically sense where the tornado is going to go. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. But this one and the beginning sucking of the cyclones where it, you know, doesn't pull the people away. No, I'm not buying it. If you can pick up a fucking truck, why can't you? <laughs> it's, yeah, come on. I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying the end. I'll, I'll defend the beginning, but I'm not buying the end either. But at this point in the movie, I don't care. And I think that the movie knows that it's like, you're not at this point. You just want to see the fucking little foil balls go up in the thing. You don't care. <laughs> Here's my exact note. It's funny. It's kind of like hanging on the pipes or whatever was a bit of a stretch, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what this movie is like doing by the end here. It's like it knows. It uh, knows you're invested and you just want to see Dorothy succeed. That's all. Yeah. And I was also yelling at the camera because at the very end, it almost looks because there's such a good camera presence between them. it's such a good i called it a great camera couple i did like every time i saw them together i was just like you guys belong together i don't know how they pulled that off but they did really well and it was irritating me I go, well, you just kiss already 
And they did, but they were pulling the camera back. And I was like, oh, come on. And we waited two hours to get this. <laughs> uh, it's still, it was a great film. I, I fully, fully recommend rewatching Twister. I might even wager to say that it's better now. It was great before. But looking back, now that we've had so many trash disaster movies, go back to this one, it's like, fuck, this is top of the line. Yeah. This is the disaster movie of the mid-90s. Yeah, Twister and I know like Titanic has a, a, a wide... But those two disaster films and a, f- a few others, not many, they seem to understand that the most important thing is your main characters and the supporting cast more than the disaster. I know we're selling... Um, what is it? High concept movies. Right. I get it. We're selling it on a gimmick. This yeah, one's just like Tornado the movie. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to make your characters likable. Like you don't even have to make the story make most I mean there's a lot of this that doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like how is there like four tornadoes in a row? Right, exactly. But we don't care. I don't give a shit. I like the characters. What I think it, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said side characters. I think your yeah. main characters are important. But what keeps the audience invested is if you have like a bevy of fun side characters to yeah. watch, be their eyes to watch the main characters sort, yeah. sort of thing. You need sort of this like chorus. And when you have that, that's the perfect fucking well, like combination. All, all the team members, even though I can't remember individually what any of them do, they all seem like they're working in a team so well that I bought it immediately, that they were a tight group. And I trusted that all their, you know, all of them were doing the right job. It just like I don't know what it was. Philip Seymour Hoffman was to me the one that was important for like the fun. All right, so they nailed that. But the rest of them, just like we're working as a, like a good group together. Yeah, and like that's so important. Yeah. I have to buy that this is a team. Yeah, I think I think teams in like ensemble casts like that sell these movies so well. Because you, that's you. You're part of that team then. You want to be part of that team. You're th- those are your friends when you're watching yeah. this movie. Well, I mean, how many kids after seeing this was like, I want to be a meteorologist? A lot. This yeah. was like, you know, this in the Weather Channel was like, I'm going to chase tornadoes. And that was like, that was like a dream job for some people at this time. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, they're like, oh, we need our Dorothy. Okay. So I guess we should talk about the Dorothy. We've kind of like sort of passed over this. Um, I've always wondered... Because I did not look this up. Is any of this shit even possible? In my brain, it's like the Jurassic Park thing. It may or may not be possible. It's probably not possible. Yeah. But in the context of this movie, it's so possible. And it makes it so real. I don't care. I I don't want to know if it can be real or not. (laughs) I do wonder how Crichton pulls that off. He does that in so many books where his, like, pseudo-science mumbo-jumbo. is so believable. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, when you hear it explained by real scientists, most of them are probably like, no, that's not fucking possible at all. But to me, but, as just, like, a f- media fan, whether it's a book or a movie or whatever, I'm... I, I'm it, it mathematically checks out in my brain. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> yeah. For some reason, all that nonsense and mumbo-jumbo, the, especially when you have, uh, what's-his-name in Jurassic Park, uh... Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> well, yeah, Gold, Gold, well, Goldblum just is Michael Crichton. Yeah, Michael Crichton was very much like a um, rock star. Yeah, but he was also uh, like a pessimist on everything, and he also like I'm pretty sure he was an atheist. 
that's probably why he did all kinds of science stuff. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I just love how he's just always like, um, okay, you can do that, but uh, probably going to die. <laughs> it's just like he was always... I love when writers put themselves in books. Yeah. Because most of the time, it's the best character in the entire book. Right. Because they're writing what they know best. <laughs> exactly. Write what you know, and then the audience is with you. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I guess we can get to the behind the scenes here. Because there, there's a lot. Uh, most of them is going to be in my notes. But there's a few I just want to go over uh, that I found really fascinating. So, um, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt were were beat up in this movie. Uh, they were temporary, temporarily blinded by the bright lights used to dim the sky. They shot this movie in Oklahoma. And it happened to be... It was a great city location because the city had been torn up a few years before by hailstorms and massive other storms. So they're like, yeah, you can come in here. And they were paying these people $100 a day. And they were like, this is fantastic and feeding them. And they're like, yeah, blow whatever you want up. So, I mean, that's why they, they just got just free reign to do whatever you want. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. I'm sure Amblin was just like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> In California, we got to follow all these union rules. Yeah. Here we just get to blow up a bunch of farms. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was a crazy, they said it was a crazy shoot. Um, and Helen Hunt uh, possibly may or may not have had a concussion uh, when they were driving through the cornfield at the end to get Dorothy into the tornado, uh, the door that she opened came back because I don't know if you've ever run through a cornfield. Yeah. Yeah. It fucking hurts. Yeah. Corn's sharp. The corn leaves and everything. Um, so, so, and also enough of those stocks are strong. So she opened the door and it came back, whacked her. So they had to, you know, they're like, Hey, she's, he was yelling at her. She's like, you got to get back on set. And they're like, "Eh, she may have a concussion. (laughs) Uh, but she also smacked her head um, from exhaustion uh, when they went through the ditch. And they were in mud and uh, getting sick and everything. They had to get tetanus shots from that, too. Damn. Yeah, it was a tough shoot. And they that's why I don't... There's a couple of scenes in here. I'm like, why aren't stuntmen and stunt women being used? Yan's crazy, man. <laughs> He'll put you through the ringer. <laughs> he is. I mean, his uh, cinematographer and their team walked because he got really... He, they said he was incredibly demanding because i got like i don't know what it was because he did speed so it's not like he didn't do a decently sized budget movie um but they're like yeah he didn't understand that it would take time to set up shots so he would want to move the camera he seemed like he was a jungle um shooter uh, if you know what i mean he's just like i want to pick up the camera and go quick i want i wonder if that he was a cinematographer first I wonder yeah, if that's yeah, where it came yeah. from. I wonder if yeah, he'd be like, I could do this faster. I could do this better. Well, maybe. he ended up shooting the last like four days of the movie because the new person he uh, brought in got like really sick and their whole crew. He's just like, fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he, that's the benefit. He's a cinematographer. He can do that. <laughs> there are some great shots in this. Oh, yeah. This movie is uh, beautifully shot. Yeah. It's so him, the team at the end of the day, they should look at this and be like, this was a shitty shoot and it was a hell getting through. But you can be proud at the end of the day. Yeah. They made a fucking awesome looking movie. Yeah. Um, and then I want to say, you know, like uh, it was it was rough seeing that the, the two actors, you know, Bill Paxton 
um, dying in 2017 from complications and surgery. And then you had Philip Seymour Hoffman dying in 2014, both in February, by the way. Oh, weird. Yeah, I thought that was weird. But he died of an accidental overdose with heroin and a bunch of mm. other mixtures. Yeah, I think that was such a it's such a weird thing because he was such a private actor. And then today, I at lunch, um, I got to read some of the background on that and how it's just kind of like everyone thought he was past his drug problem. And then, you know, it was a shock to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it, a shame. He's great, and he's so good in this movie. Like, well, he died at like 46? Yeah, he's young. He's young and as Bill shit. Paxton was like 50? Yeah. I know. 50-something, yeah. There was a lot more material that they could have been in and shined in. They Another were Twister just, movie. <laughs> but both of them also uh, reading what they said and stuff, they were so... They just wanted to entertain and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's got a couple, um, you can f- catch him on YouTube where he talks and it's fascinating because he not only wants to entertain, he, he's like, I'm lucky because I also get to inform people on stuff that they never get informed on before. And he was talking about doubt mm. in the church and everything yeah, like yeah. that. He's just, you know, it's true. Like, I know some people are like, oh, why should we care about these actors? It's like. Yeah, but there is something about entertaining people and making yeah, them no, forget. It's super important. And like, yeah, like it's such a shame it was like these two guys because they it was non-stop great performances, so entertaining. Like they really cared about what they were doing. They weren't just doing it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And it really comes through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so obvious. Okay, that's uh oh. <laughs> uh by the way, so when I was talking about before the way they made the the badass sound is they took a box, they put it uh, filled it full of uh, chicken wire, and then they put a microphone in the middle. They put it on top of a truck, took the engine out of the truck or something like that, maybe just stuck in neutral, and then pushed it down a hill and recorded that sound. And that's how they got their really cool wind effects. That sounds completely different. And then added on top of this, this was um, let's see if I can find it. Is uh. Okay, they also reviewed recordings of camels and noted that these creatures emit sounds that are wet. Yeah. <laughs> and nasty. Um, as uh, the supervisor, Stephen Hunt, listened to the camel recordings over and over, Flick turned down the pitch and the camel's sound developed a moaning, uh, carnivorous quality that he felt nicely captured the eerie vastness of a tornado. Yeah. How the fuck do you hear a camel sound? <laughs> and then you go, you know what? I can use this. Those sound people are incredible. Yeah. You know, like what they can come up with, like the celery being like, you know, bones breaking. Yeah. Thing. How they think of this shit is incredible to me. I know. Like, Foley artists and things like if that. You're, yeah. If you ever go online on YouTube, look up Foley artists and how they create certain things. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah. It, I have it, so much respect for those guys. It really changes B movies or um, high concept movies or martial arts movies, especially how they get these. It's They're great. Just, it's crazy. It's great. <laughs> it's great. All right. That's all I got for that. You got anything? No. Nope. No. No other behind the scenes on this other than... Uh, the ride was dope and it will be missed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish I would have got to see that. Um, let's move on to the museum. All right. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. 
This is the part of the show where we put something in our museum just like Indy. We're going out there to bring it back. Good or bad, I'm pretty sure both of these are going to be good. Uh, Matt, I'll let you go first since it was your gift film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to put Jake Busey or anything in the uh, no. museum this time because he's barely in it, but uh, it was a way to get this movie in there. Uh, I'm just going to put the special effects in this movie in the museum mm-hmm. because they, for the time also being 23 years ago now like damn impressive as shit still hold up uh these you know sound effects are incredible everything that brought these tornadoes to life it's it's never been done in another movie before like this even in like the you know the into the storms and the 2012s and all those movies that have come out since nothing has beat twister so that's pretty fucking impressive yeah when it comes to the the natural disaster movies i uh, I mean, we could come up with a list one day, but I'm pretty sure this is number one. Of th- of this era, I mean, there yeah. might be some old like 80s and 70s ones we really like or something like that, yeah. but like, of this era on to today, you can't beat this. No, it's great. Dante's Peak comes close, but that's just a solid B movie. This is an A-B movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a difference because there's probably some people hearing you and they're like, oh, Dante's Peak, wasn't that horrible? And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the point. It's, it's a B just, movie. Yeah, it's a B movie. <laughs> uh, th- that's I don't think people got that either. I think the marketing on that film killed it because they sold it like it was a real, like, Twister with a volcano. Yeah, Where Twister with a volcano. And then when you serious. start watching it, you're like, oh, no, no. Mm-mm. This is just fun. This is just wacky. <laughs> this is a Jeep driving through lava. <laughs> uh, it's wonderful. I'd love to talk about that film someday, too. <laughs> oh, I just got it on VHS from mm, Omaha. Nice. I Omaha, or as I like to call it, VHS heaven. Uh, I There's a picture on Facebook where it shows us at that store, and it's just a giant wall of VHSs. And then you're like, wow, that's a lot. And then you go in the back of the store and you're like, there's more. <laughs> next, next time I go out to Colorado, I'm going to have to stop there and my way back. Uh, oh, yeah. You got Because we go through Omaha. We stayed in Omaha when we were uh, went to Colorado last time. So I, I, I got to check it out. Yeah, it's, a, it's it. a game store, too. So half of it. Well, it's like sliced up. I would say half of it is VHSs. Uh, a quarter of it is video games. And then the other quarter is just massive amounts of dvds but who wants those <laughs> ew <laughs> <laughs> fucking lame lame uh, i mean i'd go there but i think you probably bought all the good ones anyway oh no <laughs> i had to stop because i was like oh i'm gonna get shot <laughs> sarah's going to shoot me <laughs> <laughs> so we stopped at what 19 <laughs> 18 or 19 i can't remember <laughs> Oh, you monster. Yep. It's great. Oh, you just wait to see some of these. You're going to fucking chop my head off. Uh, <laughs> let's just say there's some Christian films in no there. No more. <laughs> no more. All right, I'm putting in Philip Seymour Hoffman. Nice. He's just great. He's the star performance in this. In a movie where everybody's good, he's exceptional. He's just over the top and just the right amount. Ah, I love it. I'm going to miss, man, I just, I obviously, it, you know, it's been four years or five years, almost five years. Yeah. But uh, it just seems like it just hadn't been that long. Yeah. And it's sad that we're not going to get to see anymore, but luckily we still have some great ones. Yeah, luckily we still have the Twisters and the Boogie Nights uh, Boogie of the Nights. world. <laughs> All right, so I think that's going to wrap this up. Uh, we will let you know uh, next week is going to be the first of the listener submission month. 
and uh, we'll keep those super secret, super, super secret. But uh, come back. If you like B-movies or cult films, you're going to be very pleased with what we got. We've got four stars here to talk about. <laughs> yeah. They're, mm, yeah. The <laughs> well, I was talking about our like our next one. Oh, oh I, yeah. I mean all four of the lineup. We've got some stars that people recommended us. <laughs> uh, we, we, we got a couple that I was like, man, I really want to do this, but we don't have them. But um, we found some good ones. I think, I think the ones we picked are pretty, <laughs> pretty nuts. I think people like it. But uh, keep submitting them to Analog Jones, uh, TOF at Gmail. Uh, if we get enough of these that we actually own, maybe we'll do another submission month just for, for the fuck of it. Yeah, uh, but make sure your submission's good. If your submission's shitty, I'm going to call you out on it. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. Don't recommend any more goddamn Christian movies. <laughs> Someone did that? No. Oh. <laughs> you do it. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we don't need the listeners to do it. You fucking got them all. <laughs> I, I, what can I tell you? I just love it when uh, um, people of belief shit on another, you know, people, especially the... Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll save that for all those. Uh, plenty of hate out there for me to absorb. <laughs> all right. Uh, remember to be kind. And rewind. Hey, Toxic here. And Meridon, too. We're the hosts of the Overleague podcast. Are you a fan of Overwatch League or just a fan of Overwatch in general? Well, if you are, we break down matches and all other Overwatch happenings, and we won't judge your main. Tune in every other Tuesday to the Overleague on Geekscape wherever you get your podcasts.